Welcome to the Music Show. You're listening to WRBH 88.3, reading radio for the blind and print handicapped. This is your host, Charlie, and I'm joined today by Mr. Norbert Slama. Norbert, on behalf of WRBH, I'd like to thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Now, Norbert is a renowned jazz pianist and accordionist. He's won the admiration of a number of people from all around the globe. He's traveled all around the globe, winning that admiration. And he's here to talk to us a little bit about his uh, history, his travels, his music, his thoughts on music, and his accordion. And, and if we're lucky, he's going to play us a, a tune or two. Um, now let's just start from the beginning. Uh, where were you born? I was born in uh, Algeria. The town is Algiers and North Africa. I'm a French citizen, and um, then we lost our country in 1962. I mean, so all the people from uh, Algeria, they most of them, they they went back to France. All the French citizens. And uh, was it in Algeria that you first began to play music? Yeah, it was my uh, when I was but. Uh, 11, 12 years old, I, I enjoyed to listen to the radio and um, was always uh, attracted by the accordion. So I listened to a lot of accordion player in the radio. What attracted you to the accordion? I don't know, because uh, the sound is a little bit different uh, than some other instrument. And, uh, uh, and also with accordion, you can play by yourself, you know. You don't need anybody else. <laughs> right, right. That is true. So you were about 11 or 12. Was that when you first purchased an accordion? I was about 13 years old when I got my first accordion. It was uh, an Honor uh, Verdi one. It was a German accordion because German making the accordion too, but... Not like the Italian. Italian make the best accordion in the world. Uh-huh. And uh, and what I did, I uh, I decided with my uncle, my father, to buy an accordion. My father okay. don't want don't want to because he think uh, it's just uh, like a toy like that. Right. But uh, my uncle bought an accordion, and uh, I learned accordion with a teacher for a couple months, and. Uh, uh, something happened to the teacher, and uh, I um, tried to learn by myself. And a little bit by little bit, uh, uh, when I was 14 years old, I won the first prize of uh, with the classical number uh, with accordion. Oh wow! Yeah. And what? What do you remember? What tune that was? It was the Xardas of Monti. Yes, it's, uh, a lot of violin player play the Xardas of Monti. It's really a number for violin, but okay. accordion played this too. Yeah. Uh, would you happen to remember uh, any of the tune? Do you could you play us a few notes? Yeah, bars you want me to play tune? a little bit? Uh, that would be great. Uh, We'd yeah, love that. Play a little bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Norbert Slama here. <laughs> Thank you. 
like that. Oh, wow. So they say right. one of the one of the middle of the song, but uh, it goes, you know, it should take about ten minutes to to to, to, to walk completely the song, you know. Right, yeah. right. Well, we we like just a little snippet there. That sounded yeah. great. Um, and this might be a good chance for you to explain. I noticed that on the one side of the key of the accordion, you've got the keyboard. Yeah. It looks like piano keys. Yeah, it's a keyboard on the uh, on the right side, and the chord, the button is the chord on the left side, and uh, got uh, three different um, different sound, but still the sound of the accordion. Right. And I have that four mic inside, and four okay. microphone. Oh right. So yes. So when I play for a different uh, event. I have to use uh, uh, some kind of what do you call amplifier, that? Amplifier, yeah. yes. I you need to plug amplifier. it straight in. So I can plug the amplifier and play with this. But I use amplifier most. Uh, it's very unusual when I, I don't I play just like that uh, without uh, um, with that uh, the, the microphone. Right. Yeah. So you've got the keys on the one side, and then the yeah. buttons on the other, and and on the side with the keys, you you're, you pointed to the uh, the switches that alter the sound. Yeah, it's different sound. You see, one sound you get like that, or with the vibration, right? The vibration. After you have the another sound. A little bit of organ, you know, uh-huh. and you have another one. Uh, and uh, one other song. So it's different sound, you know, but but and in the meantime, uh, when you play the right hand, the left hand, you have to push back and forth, so to get to get the air. Right. Go through, yes. So it, do you find it? Uh, as compared to the piano, do you find the accordion more difficult, less difficult, or? No, I, I play the accordion because of people in town they want me to play the accordion, <laughs> and there's so many pianists, but there's, there's not too many accordion can play. They they really want me for the French music, you know, because uh, I, I mean I play a lot of French songs. Right. I'm from France anyway, so so. Most of the people they hire me because they they love they love to play some French music, you know. Right. Yeah. And where better to get it from? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I can play one if you want to. Just, uh, we'd just love to hear it. Yeah. Just play just a little bit of one song. Sure. What song was that? Was, this was is it? called Sous le ciel de Paris, okay. Under the Sky of Paris. All right. Yes. Was that one you learned uh, back when you were first learning, or is that? Uh, no, this is very popular song in Paris and uh-huh. France. Yes. Right. Very popular. 
Okay. So taking us back, you'd won first prize. You were 14 years old. Yes. And you were in Algeria. And then what happened next? What, what was... happened? I decided to quit play accordion. And I, uh, I, I bought a clarinet. Huh. And I became a clarinet player and saxophone player. I play alto. Okay. I play alto and clarinet. So I uh, I start to be playing with band. Uh, they have band in Algeria, you know. Mm -hmm. I play for dance music. And so I don't play accordion anymore. It was too many, too many accordion players in Algeria anyway. So I play clarinet and saxophone band, you know, with band. And I have my own band also, you know. Mm -hmm. And after I decided to go to Paris. Uh, How old were you then? I think I was about uh, 19, 20 years old when I go to Paris, yes. Okay. And how did you find Paris? Oh, it was very hard for me in Paris. Wow. I don't know anybody. So I have to play in the, in the street and uh, in a bar, you know, just... Uh, very, it was very, very hard for me uh, to play in, uh, in Paris. Uh, it was. By the way, I'm going to have a very soon. I hope my. Um, I'm going to write my uh, memoir. Oh yeah. Uh, it's going to be my memoir, and uh, and uh, very. It's going to be very, very well done. <laughs> I can't so, wait for it. I can't yeah. wait. So I assume in this memoir you'll 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 cover your first yeah. prize. Everything, everything's gonna be all with music, you know. So, what's yeah. the next chapter after you're in Paris and so you're struggling? And I play. Uh, when I get to Paris, I don't play clarinet and saxophone anymore. I play accordion again because uh, you know to make a living, uh, I have to. I work for tips in the street. I work in a bar. I don't work, you know. It was a very hard life until uh, you know uh, I start to to know a lot of musicians and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I learned how to play piano also in, fr in France. And that's when I become a, a pianist, you know, and uh, play with a lot of band between the play accordion and piano, accordion and piano, that's what I did. Hmm. I left, I didn't play clarinet anymore and saxophone. What brought you to New Orleans? Oh, la, la. Oh, and <laughs> what happened in between Paris and New Paris, Orleans? Yeah. Um, Take us to the next. Paris, I, I stayed in Paris for a long time, and uh, I became a, I became a band leader. I was very well known in Paris. You know, I, I play a lot of, uh, with a lot of uh, band and a lot of big event. And uh, one day, I, I think I, uh, I heard about um, the Beatles. It's yeah. going to be very popular, you know. And I said to everybody, I said, when the Beatles come, <laughs> the French music will be dying. No more uh, those <laughs> kind of music, you know. And I was right. And uh, one day I have a friend of mine, one of the best guitar players in the world. He was from France. And he was like my brother. He was uh, together. His name is Henri Crolla. Okay. He used to be the... He used to be the... The guitar player of Yves Montand. And one day he said to me, he said, Norbert, uh, I need you to meet, uh, to meet a good friend of mine, as um, Mrs. and Mr. Copley. And they are the president of the New York Times for Europe. 
mm-hmm. and they're my good friends, and they they're gonna have an anniversary, uh, wedding anniversary, and they want three band. It's gonna be at Hotel Crillon. Hotel Crillon is next to the American Embassy in Paris, and Hotel Crillon was a very very famous hotel in Paris. Mm-hmm. So they want me to they want me to have three band at Hotel Crillon. Uh, my friend was next to me when I meet those people, and uh, when she said to me, she, she said, I, Norbert, I, need, I can't trust you. I need three bands. And, uh, and I, I said to the lady, uh, that's going to cost you a lot of money, you know. And <laughs> my friend hit me with, uh, with his feet, you know. <laughs> he hit me like that. And, uh, and she said, Norbert, don't worry. And she opened the... Uh, Checkbook and she gave me blank check. <laughs> oh, wow. The first time in the world I have a blank check. And she said, Norbert, I know by my friend Henri, uh, I know what you can do. And uh, we did the Hotel Crillon, we did the anniversary, and I have a chance to meet Pablo Picasso. I have a he was the, the ambassador of US ambassador, all the big wheel was over there. Mm. And she said to me, Norbert, if you come to America, you're going to be a millionaire. I'm still here. I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> and the next day, I went to the American embassy. And I tried to get a visa. But it was very hard again. All right. But um, so I decided to come to America. And uh, I went to Miami and uh, went to Puerto Rico. I stayed about eight months in Puerto Rico. Uh, so when you came to the U.S., did you have a, a city destination in mind, or you just no? To I get just to the US? Uh, went to New York. New York, I uh, I cannot work because I didn't have a union card, and they scared me a little bit. They said uh, you cannot work in New York until you you have a six month established in New York before you can uh, you can work. And uh, so I have to find some other job. I, I was a stock boy. <laughs> oh, okay, and. Uh, when I have my union card, uh, my first job was at uh, the Hilton Hotel across from Mesis. And I went to Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico, I went to a very high-class restaurant in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Uh, play piano and accordion. And, and I keep moving, you know, uh, Miami. And um, I was, uh, you know, was traveling, but I did some other job too. I, uh, I open school. I have a Montessori school and uh, oh really? Yes, and uh, and Fort Lauderdale and Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida. Yes. Huh? After I opened my French restaurant and Florida Keys. You have a f- wow. Yeah, I opened my French restaurant, the Florida Keys. Okay. And I have my restaurant in there, and uh, I was very successful. And I play music in my restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> play music in my restaurant. From here, I opened the jazz club in Pompano Beach. You know, always music, restaurant and music. And I decided one day, uh, I don't want to stay in Miami anymore. I said, I'm going to go to New Orleans. And then I didn't know anybody. And uh, and one of the guys, uh, the first one I met, I met Tony Green. You know Tony? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I met Tony and... Uh, Tony, was- he liked my music very much. And we play a lot of time with Tony, you know. And, and Tony kind of hooked yeah. you up and yeah, and you, uh, you know from you know little bit by little bit, but I didn't stay too long in uh, in New Orleans. I, 
I go back and forth to France and travel to everywhere and Italy and France and Belgium and everywhere, you know, just traveling. Any favorite places you've visited? No, no, I've been to Israel two, three times, you yeah. know, I play over there in Israel, you know. I am also an Israeli citizen. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I'm a French citizen, Israeli citizen, and, and a U.S. citizen. <laughs> not only are you not only are you a Israeli citizen, I heard that you composed the theme song for the yeah. Middle East peace talks. Yeah, for in the uh, 1980s. Yes, I composed a song. Yes, and uh, and I have a letter from a beautiful letter from Menachem Begin, the the Premier Minister, you know, mm-hmm. of Israel. Yeah. How did you come to be the composer for the Middle East theme song? Shalom. Okay, uh, I was in uh, next to Washington D.C. Annapolis and uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, yes, and I heard they're gonna have um, peace with Israel, Egypt, and uh, with Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. So I get up at three o'clock in the morning and I have a piano downstairs. I wrote a song in five minutes, and I just have the music. So I called uh, the American embassy, and I said, do you know anybody uh, can write the lyric for me in Hebrew? And the lady said, wow, you have a, you've been very lucky because one of the best uh, lyricists in uh, Israel is right here in Washington, D.C. Huh. <laughs> and uh, I meet the guy, when he heard the song, he said, oh, Let's record it. So that's what we did. We, oh, wow. He, he wrote the lyric. The song was recorded in, in Paris with an um, Israeli girl, a very well-known singer. Hmm. So we did recording, and um, it was okay, you know. So do, do most uh, peace talks come with theme songs, or was this sort of a unique... No, uh, no. They, I mean, they make... I know they make... Um, they playing the song for... Uh, for the, and the White House when they shake hands together with the, okay. uh, they, I heard they play the song and uh, it become a dance for the kids they make a song in Paris uh, they use the song in Paris uh, and I, I did good with the royalties anyway <laughs> <laughs> when did you finally settle in New Orleans or have you not settled Are you I never settled I just, I just keep moving you know I stay uh, six months one year and uh, back to France uh, but, I was in Argentina, uh, I learned the tango over there, and uh, I come back to France, and I'm just moving back and forth, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So any uh, gigs that you've played recently that that stick out in your mind? Where? In uh, New Orleans? Well, New Orleans, wherever. Uh, New Orleans, you know, I'm working right now six, seven, sometimes seven days a week, you know. Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, I have to take some rest a little bit because, you know, I start to get tired. You right, know? and these gigs are all around town, yeah, right? Yeah. But, so, at, but at one point you were the uh, musician-in-residence at, at, a, at a prominent hotel on Toulouse, is that correct? Yeah, I worked five years with Dominique, Chef Dominique uh, at uh, Toulouse. I worked five years with him. Uh, I have a grand piano in there and... Uh, I enjoyed the play in there, really. It was very nice. It was before Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. I left New Orleans, but two weeks before Katrina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you were already, already gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have a lot of things that you wish you'd had taken care of at home, or was it pretty much... No, uh, it was, uh, you know, I didn't have anything. I was renting an apartment, so 
I left, and I found out that in Paris it was Katrina, you know. Right. Uh, uh, so. Wow. Um, now, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Uh, you are, as, as some of our audience might not know, you're a blind musician. Yeah. And you have not always been blind. No. You were a sighted musician at one point. And I wanted to just sort of ask you if, if in losing your eyesight, have you gained anything uh, as far as music goes? I got a terrific memory. Uh, I can remember song and song and so Sometimes I can believe myself the song I, I can remember. Uh, just to have a name of a song and come back to me right away. Right. Now, would you, would you mind sharing with us uh, another, another song? Yeah, sure. What would you like to play for us? I don't know. It's uh, just to... Uh... See what comes out? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to WRBH. This is the music show. We're joined today by Norbert Slam. I can Slam. play. I can play once. have a guitar player with me. Oh, I should have yeah. brought my guitar. I should brought your guitar. <laughs> Right now, I got uh, Raphael, I got Carl, I got uh, John Rankin. John Rankin is one of the best guitar players in town. Oh, yeah? John Rankin, yes. Yes, I he know teach, John. Yeah. He you teaches know? at Loyola. Uh, yeah, I play with a lot of guitar players, you know. Best player, too, but, you know. Uh, right. But uh, the two guitars and uh, and me and accordion, they like this. <laughs> and now, are there any favorite musicians of yours that... Um, Maybe you haven't gotten the chance to play with, or anybody you enjoy listening to, or I uh, one time I meet uh, Chuck Mangione and New Orleans uh, and Washington D.C. and France. I play one time with uh, the brother of Django, Django Reinhardt. Yeah, it was one night, uh, and uh, Henri Crolla, very fine guitar player. Before Django died, he he gave his guitar to Henri. They have the same style almost together. Sort of a passing uh, of the torch. Yeah. Yes. Passing of the guitar. Um, if you were to compose an all-star band of musicians, living yes. or dead, who would you like to play with? If you were to put together a, a, a band for one show? Uh, for me, every musician, you know, uh, they have different style, and uh, I like to play with different... Um, the only thing I don't play really is uh, 
rock and roll and also do new music. But, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I like to play jazz a lot. Yeah, most of them play jazz with a piano. You know. Do you have a favorite song? I'm sorry. Do you have a favorite song? Or no, tune? no favorite song. Everybody asks me for this. No, we don't have any. You know, I just play what they want and the mm. people what they want. Got to to ask people for requests because I got too many. And my, you, you can't and my choose this one. Have, you know, it's very usual what I miss the uh, name of a song that I play. Right. So, so y- if, the, if the people want, I have a web website. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, www.frenchmusic.net. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything is in there. All the celebrity I meet, all my friends. Okay. Uh, so we're at www.frenchmusic.net. Yes. And that's where uh, our listeners will be able to learn all about yeah. and Norbert uh, yeah. and his, his storied uh, travels. And the music, too. I've got, uh, I got, I got a CD in there, too. Now, what what is the condition you have? You say it's... Retina pigmentosa. Okay. I think it's one of the... the I think they, they find something in France and Paris. Uh, I think I may go to Paris soon and, uh, to, for, you know... Uh, and uh, I'm going to check it out um, because I have a friend of mine is going right now and uh, for some kind of checking uh, by one of the professors in Paris. He said um, he can recover some site. So I'm going to check it out. You know. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, to all our listeners, again, this is Norbert Slama. Um, he plays at least seven gigs a week. Uh, so y- your chances of catching him around town are pretty good. Mr. Norbert, I want to thank you on behalf of WRBH. Thank you so much for I coming I want to thank you. The only thing I want is uh, I wish I have a chance to to play guitar with me one day. Yeah, well, let's. you know what? We can have you back on the on the show in a few months, and, and I'll bring my guitar. Yeah. But again, this is WRBH, and you've been listening to Norbert Slamma on the music show. This is your host, Charlie. Thank you for listening. Yeah.